0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Inside the Americas. Coming up on the program, from serving as his number two to a political rival, Mike Pence mounts a challenge against his former boss, the Republican frontrunner, in next year's presidential race, Donald Trump. Brazilian President Lula da Silva unveils plans to eliminate deforestation in the Amazon by the year 2030. He's trying to reverse a trend accelerated by his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro. And we'll take you to Colombia, where recycling is not just a way of life, but a way to make a living for thousands of families. Thanks for tuning in. We begin with the former U.S. vice president launching a bid for the White House. This is no normal set of circumstances for Mike Pence, who spent years loyal to his former boss Donald Trump and then parted ways after the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Pence's polling in the single digits and along with former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is entering a growing field of Republican candidates, challenging Trump who is the current frontrunner by far. We get the story from Camille Knight.
1: Allies turned rivals. Former Vice President Mike Pence is taking on his former boss Donald Trump in an unprecedented race for the Republican nomination.
2: Before God and my family, I'm announcing I'm running for President of the United States.
1: His announcement video painting a bleak picture of America under President Joe Biden.
2: Timeless American values are under assault as never before.
1: And setting him up as a favourable alternative to Trump, carving out his own conservative path in the model of former President Ronald Reagan.
2: But different times call for different leadership. Today our party and our country need a leader that will appeal, as Lincoln said, to the better angels of our nature.
1: It's the first time in over 80 years that a former VP takes on his former boss in a presidential race. Mike Pence loyally served Donald Trump between 2017 and 2021. So where did it all go wrong? The relationship spiraled after Trump supporters stormed the US Capitol back in January of 2021. Trump told his supporters that Mike Pence could single-handedly overturn the election. I hope
0: that our great Vice President, Our great vice president comes through for us. He's a great guy. Of course, if he doesn't come through, I won't like him quite as much.
1: Pence refused, instead condemning the violence perpetrated by Trump loyalists. And rioters were even heard calling to hang the former vice president, who had to be evacuated from the building.
2: But I've also made it clear that President Trump was wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. And his words that day were reckless. And they endangered my family and others at the Capitol."
1: Since then, the relationship has soured and though Pence has avoided taking direct aim at Trump's character, the same can't be said for the former president.
2: He had a chance to be, frankly, historic. But just like Bill Barr and the rest of these weak people, Mike,
0: and I say it sadly because I like them, but Mike did not have the courage
3: to act.
1: Pence is just another name to add to the growing pool of Republican candidates. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie threw his hat into the race on Tuesday, calling Donald Trump a lonely, self-consumed mirror hog. The list of candidates also includes former Governor of South Carolina Nikki Haley and the man seen as Trump's closest contender, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis.
0: Next to Miami, Florida, widely considered one of the U.S. cities most vulnerable to climate change. In the last four decades, the sea level in South Florida has risen by a startling 20 centimeters, and that's our number of the week. Even the most optimistic scenarios put Miami underwater in the near future. We have this
4: report from Fanny Alau and Ketevan Gorjastani. With its white sand beaches, clear waters, and luxurious mansions, Miami is a top tourist destination. But this coastal paradise, built barely two meters above sea level, is now under threat.
2: Because of ice melt in Greenland and Antarctica, we already have um, sea levels rising in South Florida at a rate of over two feet per century.
4: Local authorities have been fighting rising sea levels by rebuilding beaches and elevating homes. For Harold Vanless, these are just short-term fixes that will only delay the inevitable.
2: You can see some new buildings over there putting in slightly higher seawalls. South Florida is on a very, very porous limestone. So as sea level rises, you can build all the walls
4: you want, but we can't play the Netherlands or New Orleans. The water will come right under. The Joshes lived in this house for 16 years before selling it in 2020 for fear that it would lose value.
3: That wall you see there becomes black, and the reason for that is because the water goes all the way at high tide and full moon, it goes all the way up, and the humidity stays there. When I moved here, this was at least a meter under. The couple chose reason
4: over their dream house. They now live in a building 10 meters above sea level, and they were able to sell their house at market value to buyers less aware of the lingering threat.
3: If we had sold to locals, it would have been much harder. But because of COVID and the nightmare that they lived in New York, we had a lot of people from New York moving here who are absolutely not aware of the rising waters because nobody lives underwater in New York. Besides rising
4: sea levels, global warming is also causing bigger and more frequent hurricanes. In the past decade, six Category 4 hurricanes or higher have struck the U.S. That has pushed insurance companies to hike up their prices. The Joshes used to pay about $25,000 a year to protect their home. Insurance companies aren't the only ones keeping an eye on rising sea levels. Developers are also investing in areas further inland and with a higher elevation, upending the real estate market in historically low-income neighborhoods like Little Haiti, a phenomenon known as climate gentrification.
3: Little Haiti will be less impacted directly Par l'augmentation du niveau de la mer, les gens avec avec moyens et avec information, ils savent ça. Donc, ça ajoute aux pressions démographiques qui existent, qui planent sur notre île.
4: Pushing the poorest residents out of Miami won't be enough to escape rising sea levels. Experts say 60 percent of Miami could be underwater by 2060. And while elevated buildings might be spared, roads and sewage systems will be flooded, turning this paradise into a nightmare for authorities and residents alike.
0: This week in Brazil, President Lula da Silva unveiled his plans to eliminate deforestation in the Amazon by the year 2030. He's trying to reverse a trend accelerated by his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro, under whom deforestation increased by 75 percent. Carolyn Lambele has the story.
5: Surrounded by indigenous leaders and members of his government, Brazilian President Luis Inacio Lula da Silva on Monday pledged to correct what he described as four years of indifference and neglect under his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro. We have just
3: relaunched the plan of action and combat against deforestation in the Amazon. During my first two mandates, an earlier version of this plan produced the greatest reduction in deforestation rates in the Amazon in its entire history.
5: Deforestation increased by 75% compared to the previous decade during Bolsonaro's mandate. Since his election last fall, Lula has made the fight against deforestation a centerpiece of his environmental policy. Mainly because of the Amazon rainforest, Brazil is largely
3: responsible for the world's climate balance. That is why stopping deforestation in the Amazon is also a way to reduce global warming. I'm aware of the scope of the challenge of ending deforestation by 2030, but this is a challenge we are determined to achieve.
5: He pledged to relentlessly combat illegal mining, logging, hunting and fishing in indigenous territories. The new plan will use intelligence and satellite imagery to track these criminal activities. It will also introduce economic incentives to encourage conservation and will create a tracing system for products that are exported abroad from the Amazon to prove they are not from deforested lands. But the order is tall. Climate scientists estimate that to protect the Amazon from a tipping point, reforestation would need to occur over an area twice the size of Germany, a mission which could cost several billions of dollars.
0: Next to Colombia, where recycling is not just a way of life but a way to make a living for thousands of families. Poverty affects about 40% of the population and in Bogota, the fact that many households don't sort their garbage is seen as an opportunity by the less fortunate. Our team in Colombia has this report. Day and night, they scour
6: the streets of Bogota in search of cardboard, plastic and glass.
3: Once a week, I work for 24 hours. After one day, I work all night until dawn. And for that round to be profitable and for me to be able to rest afterwards, I have to collect the equivalent of three days' rounds. In the Colombian capital, these men
6: pulling carts of scrap have become part of the urban landscape. There are almost 25,000 like Damien, sorting rubbish on the streets. Despite the difficult working conditions, the number of street recyclers continues to grow.
3: With what I picked up last night, I'm carrying around 300, 350 kilos. But it's not just scrap. I'm also carrying water and clean clothes to change into. Recyclers usually
6: live on the margins of society. Many are migrants from neighbouring Venezuela. Their work, which is precarious, is essential to the sorting of Bogotá's rubbish. On average, they can earn between two and four euros a day. Barely enough to survive and pay for a room on a day-to-day basis. As for Damien, he managed to make a good bit of money. That's about 10 euros. Now it's time to rest before the next round. Since 2003, recyclers have had a status decreed by the Constitutional Court. According to the court, it is the government's duty to help them. But public policies have failed to deliver. Around 70% of the materials we process here and sell on come from street recyclers. For others, the boom in recycling has been an economic opportunity. This is one of the last stages before materials are transformed industrially. We started with a neighborhood collection center and we've continued to grow thanks to the industry and everything that's evolved in Colombia in terms of recycling. It's grown a lot. Recycling in Colombia is not a small fry operation anymore. Alongside Uruguay's Montevideo and Mexico City, Bogota is one of Latin America's most advanced cities when it comes to recycling. But there's still a long way to go in Colombia, only
0: 17 percent of waste is recycled And finally the Brazilian singer Astrid Gilberto has died and if you don't know her name, you might recognize her singing this song.
4: passes she doesn't see.
0: The Girl from Ipanema was the first song she ever recorded, and it helped make the sway of the Brazilian bossa nova a worldwide phenomenon in the 1960s. She went on to record many other songs and enjoyed a four-decade-long recording career. She was 83 years old. That does it for this edition of Inside the Americas. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.
1: From North to South Africa, from Bamako to Nairobi, from Accra to Mogadishu. Bringing you all the political, economic, cultural and social news from Africa for a better insight into an ever-changing continent.
3: Across Africa, presented by Georgia Calvin Smith on France 24 and France24.com.